When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same-day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have, what uh, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have you, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 104 of the White Hill Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in my basement, Charles Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Did you name this deer? No. Did I ask you that? No, but yeah, I like his little acorn right there. Yeah, that's a badass little mount. I shot that buck at 43 yards right there. With a bow or gun? With a bow. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Yay. Yeah, 60 yards, he was done. Yeah. It's nice out here, dude. This is a great setup. We got new mixer. We got new equipment. We have a cheese tray out right now. It, listen, it was everything in my power to not just absolutely destroy that <laughs> cheese tray during this podcast. I didn't want to be like in the microphone. So like that cheese tray, I would have done a lot more damage on it. But, yeah. you know, I was trying. Like I ate a couple pieces. I had. I couldn't I help too. myself. I, I like snuck away. I was like, mm. <laughs> but uh, that was a very nice cheese tray. Thank you. My wife did that for us. I like it. So I like she it. She was thinking about us, at least. I forgot it the first night we recorded, but... It's okay. I, it's okay. You you <laughs> redeemed yourself. So, <laughs> we got the Bayside Legion boys back on today. Bayside Legion, repeat guests. They are freaking awesome guys. They are killing the turkey game. They're killing the, the filming game, honestly, too. Mm-hmm. They have great videos on YouTube. You guys should check them out. You know, this episode is one. When we started talking about doing turkey content again... One of the first people that popped up, we were like, we got to get the Bayside Legion boys back on. Yeah. Bond Stanley and Derek Anderson are killing the game. We wouldn't be doing it justice if we didn't mention to our partners that make this podcast possible. So first up, we got Scree Gear. Guys, get out there, get some Scree Gear. Use our code WDP20. If there's a sale going on and you want to get some stuff and it might be a little bit more than that, um, our discount code won't work if, if the sale is more. Um, just reach out to us. Tell us what you got. And uh, we we love to hear it. If you have questions about any pieces or anything like that, Charles put together a nice little spreadsheet with Did. tips and all kinds of stuff, some fan favorites and everything on there. 
A but second. you have to join our Patreon to get that because okay. that is a Patreon exclusive. I was getting the Patreon, but yeah, tidbit like of information like there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna plug that real quick here, yeah. guys. If you want, you can join our Patreon, and what that does is basically that provides us additional funds to upgrade equipment like the mixer board that was extremely outdated, uh, microphones, headsets, potentially website building and whatnot. So we we're using all this funds directly towards the podcast to try to up our game to bring a better experience to you. And what you get in return is, you know, we have a really nice little Marco Polo group going on. We're going to give you a hat if you sign up An for the right An exclusive hat. Only Patreon members have it. Literally only Patreon members and us have this hat. And then, you know, there's a ton of benefits. There's yeah, tiers. there's a couple of different tiers and so. stuff like that. We're going to add a couple more, some some lower ones. Yeah. Um, feel free to jump on. It, the link is on all of our social media pages. Just go on and check it out. Yeah. If you're on the edge, reach out to us. We'll, yeah. we'll talk to you about it. But yeah. Number two. VIP. It's VIP, VIP archery. archery. Yeah, yeah, VIP archery. Yeah. Yeah. They they keep throwing me off with that. I don't yeah. know why. I was supposed to meet Matt down in uh in Tennessee this past weekend. It didn't work out, but I'll tell you what, man, they are just killing it. They've come out with an unbelievable line of products. They have a new three blade broadhead, they have a new four blade broadhead, a fixed broadhead, they have a two blade broadhead. <laughs> they have the new guillotines out. Yes. I mean, guys, they are killing the broadhead game right now. Yep. Inserts, field tips, anything you want, they're becoming a one-stop shop for yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Next is out on a limb manufacturing. Limb manufacturing, man. They're coming out with new stuff. Look at Bob. You have Bob. You have the the 2.0 for the Ridge Runner. You have the original Ridge Runner. Yeah, yeah. They they now have upgraded it to a more of like a cam over type system. Yeah. With like a little extra step up top so you can bunch more positions on there yeah new sticks new camera arms i mean guys they are killing the stand platform camera arm pretty much all of your hunting accessory game they have new mounts coming out for your trail cameras public land legal all kinds of mm -hmm. stuff i mean guys go check them out i don't know limb manufacturing we should see if we can get a coupon code from him for them for i can talk to him yeah, about that. Try yeah, do that absolutely and then you we have new canoe that's right new canoe new canoe makes awesome stuff guys their boats are Freaking unbelievable. If you're looking for a kayak and you want the best of the best for like actually a really reasonable price, go check them out. They make awesome stuff. Yeah. And then soon to be coming because turkey season is coming up and of custom calls. They got a new website, makes ordering a whole lot easier. Use our code WDP, get free shipping. Mm -hmm. um, he makes awesome calls, guys. He makes a couple different cuts, a um, couple different tensions. You know, reach out if you want something custom, give him a call, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Kyle Allen's a good dude. Yeah, that code's not going to work online. So if you're looking to to order through him, just reach out to him on social media through ANF Custom Calls, or you know you could probably reach out to his personal. But I would reach out to the ANF Custom Call on Instagram or Facebook. Personally, message him, say, "Hey, WDP sent me. Um, I want to order some calls," and then he'll get you together. I mean, it's my good personal buddy. If you want to even reach out to us. And let us know first before you order. I'll send him a text message and let you know, let him know who you are and, and what you want. And our good buddy, uh, Joe Seaburn, just won three free calls. That is absolutely and awesome. And that giveaway man. from yeah, him. So I've been cool. talking to him back and forth about what calls he was going to get. I've also just gotten his ghost cut call. Dude, sick. I think sick. I need one. What the hell, You do man? need one. All right, we'll get one. It'll be good. <laughs> 
You're getting all the good shit. <laughs> uh, I, I personally yeah, reached out to him for yeah. a giveaway that we're doing. We're going to be at the Sportsman's Night Out here. Very cool. Um, actually, as this drops, we're going to be there tonight. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> so we'll be there tonight. And uh, anybody that comes out to see us, we're going to have a little giveaway going as well with some ANF custom calls. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right. Well, let's get the Bayside Legion boys on. Let's do it, man. We are back with repeat guests, the Bayside Legion. I didn't mention this just a second ago. We were catching up before we started this podcast and started recording, but I went out and bought the 10th Legion uh, and the season, and that is in tribute to you guys, as well as what everyone has been telling me, you have to read these books. But we are here with Bonson and Derek from the Bayside Legion. Boys, it feels so good to have you on because I know if you're on, turkey season's around the corner. How you boys doing tonight? We're doing good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I'm stoked for this one, man. Heck I've been yeah. waiting for it. Like we've been talking about doing some turkey content and, you know, getting back into it because we're both kind of we're feeling the turkey bug again. And like the first people on my mind was Bayside Legion. Like No doubt about no it. No doubt about <laughs> it, man. I mean, when you guys put up the numbers you put up and regardless, you give great content, man. You guys are easy to follow along with. Love your social media. I mean, it was like every other day, if not every day, you guys had birds on the ground. I don't, I don't know how you do it. Um, three guys that travel a lot and that hunt, you know, different states, and so it's kind of easy when one person's struggling. There's probably one of the three of us that's not, so it helps. <laughs> and a lot of four leaf clovers. Yeah, and a lot of four leaf. I, I really like that about your tradition, or. Uh, if you could call it like um, superstition, I guess. Yeah. 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 Superstition, I think. We we have a few. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like every good turkey hunter has to have some superstitions. Um, you know, if I guess, why don't we back this up for a second? If you guys haven't caught the last episode that we put out with these guys last spring, why don't you guys just take a real quick minute to introduce yourselves and what your um, uh, looking to achieve with the you know United States Super Slam and everything else that's going on with uh, the Bayside Legion right now. Well, if we're two dudes from the Mid Atlantic region. Actually, I'm sorry, three dudes. Uh, we have Jacob Bonson's brother included in this as well. Um, I'm Derek Anderson. I'm from Maryland. Bonson is from Delaware. Jacob's also from Delaware. We are traveling, trying to accomplish the United States Super Slam, and along. All our way, we're trying to video and just kind of document that journey and everything that comes with it from the good times to bad times and everything in between. So that's right. kind of what we're doing. That's pretty neat, man. Yeah, pretty solid. You guys are, you know, banging them way pretty good. You're putting a dent in it for sure. We, we're we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, man. You guys, even from last year, I was kind of listening to that episode we did last year just to kind of see where you were in numbers and then looking at it this year, I mean, holy crap, dudes, you had one heck of a 2022 season, like, or 2021, I'm sorry, 2021 season. You guys killed it, man. I was just writing it down. I was going through your social media. I was watching, of course, I've been catching up on all of your 21 films that you guys have been dropping now this spring, which, oh, boys, that gets me fired up. And you guys put some serious numbers down, but it, it doesn't happen just by, 
luck or happenstance always, even if you do find a four-leaf clover, there's got to be <laughs> something you boys are doing right. I mean, there's got to be some formula out there that when you're traveling with these short trips, you're just getting it done in a very, very short period of time. And I guess we could jump right into that. Like, uh, first off, I want to hear your superstitions. I want to hear more than the four-leaf clover. I want you to give me at least one or two more. Bonch, you want to start? Okay, I'll start. <laughs> so I have a couple of superstitions, um, one of which I'm debating whether to mention or not, but I will mention another one, um, which is that I have a knife that I carry with me that was given to me by a friend of my father's. Um, this guy was a old, old-time turkey hunter back when I was just a kid and my dad was a traveling turkey hunter got me into it um we always used to go down to South Carolina whenever my spring break from school you know landed on that but he was always down there he's traveled up and down the U.S. or the east coast hunting turkeys for 40 some years now anyway this was an old friend of his and he had made a bone hand an antler bone handle knife and I remember when he gave it to me you know we were sitting around a campfire in South Carolina and my dad had gone up to probably make a drink or something. And um, he just looks over at me and he goes, you've got it. You got the same thing your dad's got. And then he handed me this knife. And so that knife I carry with me in my vest every single day. So that knife has been with me and it has cleaned every single turkey that I have shot since I got that knife. And I will continue to use it. It's not a very good knife. I have to sharpen <laughs> it. Um, in between finishing a turkey. Uh, it does not do a full turkey before I have to resharpen it, but it's just the sentimental value of that knife. And so I will carry it with me, you know, until, until I die. That is awesome, man. Oh, I want to like tell you to go get it. Cause I want to see it, but we're just going to, we're just going to skip on past that. <laughs> I was, I was thinking about this. It's probably sitting in front of me, but there's a pile of stuff from in front of me of my turkey hunting stuff from Maryland's winter season. And I'm sure it's in there somewhere, but I'm not 100% positive I could go right to it. So we'll see. <laughs> I got you. How are you sharpening that? Are you stone sharpening it? I mean, or do you just have like a normal little knife sharpener? You get a nice edge on it. Um, a, a Smith's sharpener that it is a stone sharpener. It's got two different grits on each side. And I don't have to hit it hard with it, but, you know, just a few on the finer side will generally get it sharp enough to keep working on it. But yeah, it doesn't hold a blade that well, but like I said, it, it works, it cleans, it's nice and short, you know, it's got a short little blade on it, about three and a half inches or so, so it's good for getting in on a turkey. Heck yeah, man. I like that. All right, Derek, what do we got for us? Nothing as sentimental. Um, I keep seven shells between, basically I have a four shells in the vest and three in my gun at all times. It's got to be seven. If I were to shoot and miss at some point during the day, the empties go back into those spots and I maintain the same number of the, the empties count. They fill those. I can't replace them. Like I, it's, it's gotta be the same ones that I started with. I finished with, I don't think I've ever ran out yet. So yeah, that's what, do good. We, what do we do if we run out? I'm just curious. I mean, that'd be a hell of a day, but I mean, <laughs> well, it could be a bad day. <laughs> it could be a bad day. <laughs> he did say misses. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, for four leaf clovers, I try to get a four leaf clover for each tag. It's got to be from the state that the tag is for. I would like to start, I need to start documenting like which states I've actually found four leaf clovers in because it's, that's pretty impressive in itself. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I've got quite a few. Um, I made the comment 
on an Oregon video that hasn't dropped yet that we're going to change the premise to the Bayside Legion to finding four-leaf clovers in other states and shooting birds while they're off camera. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get into that because there's a lot of people out there, I think, that understand how hard filming turkeys is. Like, it's not easy at all, especially the way you guys do it. But, man, because of you guys, I look for four-leaf clovers so hard, and I am yet to find one. I've only ever found one. Like, I, I know I found them when I was a kid, but now I go out hunting and I'm out either deer hunting or going out turkey hunting. And I'm looking at the ground at these clovers on my walk in and out and I cannot find a four leaf clover. I, I just want to sit <laughs> in a big patch and just pick at each one of them till I find one because I'm inspired by you. Like that, I'm like, I need to do this because I'm having a terrible season. <laughs> There's got to be something it's to it. It's a game changer. Yeah. It's a game changer. Oh, man. So going back yeah. to like the tactical side of it, just real quick, but I mean, like I mentioned, there's got to be some recipe, right? What What are you guys doing when you first get to a state and you have, say, two to three days in that state? What is the first thing you guys are doing? Because it seems like you're getting on birds really quick. First step is trying to find them. Um, cover ground until you do such. It's, you know, say you're in the West, you might have the ability to to drive around and be able to locate in the truck that that can be handy if you have the ability to see um if you're in deeper woods that's a little tougher it's just about covering ground trying to find birds um, obviously we study maps like an insane amount of time i'm sure most hunters can relate to that but yeah. the amount of time i look at a an aerial map is just stupid yeah but well i can uh, imagine just, i can imagine that's tough but the other tough part, too, is a lot of times you guys are traveling alone. You know, when you're traveling with a buddy, it seems like the guy in the passenger seat can do a lot of that time on the maps going to the spot that you're going to. So I imagine you're doing a lot of this before the season you're looking at maps or are you doing it? Well, let's not say in the car, but let's say while you're in the state. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> There's plenty of preseason stuff that goes into it. I probably spend more time than I should at work pretending I'm working and looking at aerial footage, but is what it is. <laughs> There's some on the fly stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Bonds? What, what's some of the things you do? Well, going back to the aerial maps, you know, there have been some times that both Derek and I, I'm sure we can agree on this, that we go into a state, we think we have it planned out as to what we're going to do. And we get there and it's like, Oh, this is nothing like what I thought. And you just have to completely change gears. Um, Hawaii was and I know we talked about Hawaii the last time that we were on here, but Hawaii was one of those where we thought we knew what we were looking at. And then we get there and it was totally different. And we just, we had to adapt on the fly and just make something happen. Um, Arizona was a great one for me last year. It was totally different than what I thought. I guess I should have figured it out just because it's Arizona and it's a desert. But I assumed it was going to be different. And um, when I got there, it took me a little bit to figure out where where the birds were actually used, where the longbeards and the gobblers were actually using because they were still very much in a winter flock. Interesting. Yeah. So when you guys are doing your aerial scouting and stuff like that, are you trying to pick out roost trees from like the aerial photographs? Or are you just kind of picking out spots in the timber with like transition areas or places where, you know, they can fly down to like fields or like hidden meadows? Or what are you guys really looking for when you're doing that? I look for yeah. kind of all of the above, but okay. not necessarily. Oh, lost you there. Oh, oh there you are. 
three is that I think that turkeys are going to be roosted in um, and go from there or places that I think that they're going to be using. So if there is a field and it's on public, you know, I'll try to check that out and walk the edges of it. So once I get there, if I'm on an aerial map, then I'll just try to, to pin or chop to drop pins on those areas for me to check out at a later date once I get there. I can take that. Are you guys using Onyx or are you guys using a different platform or, you know, your digital scouting? Are you using like HuntStand or anything like that? Onyx mostly. Yeah. Um, but as well as Google Maps and Bing Maps. But Onyx is the big one for us. Yeah. I feel like when I find an area on Onyx, I go right to like Google Earth or Google Maps and get that more detailed, you know, yeah. imagery. I like toggling back, back and forth between the different interfaces just to, because sometimes you'll get a different footage and it'll be a little more detailed on Bing than it is on Google. And you bounce around a little bit, you can, you can pick up those minor details or like a summer, summer aerial versus a winter aerial. Yeah. I can so. do that. Heck yeah, man. Now that that's got to depend though, kind of at what time you arrive in these States, you're, you're going to approach it a little different. I would assume, you know, if you're getting there, prior to sunrise is that something you would just jump in and hunt then that morning just pick a spot on the map and go and try to listen and then likewise you get there midday is that more likely to drive around try to find birds out in fields and and try to roost them that night and hunt them the next morning personally if i was able to get there before daylight i'm not going to waste a morning a potential hunt day and not load the gun and get in the woods that's that's absolutely going to be my my plan of attack whether that's the right plan of attack or not i don't know but i'm gonna load my gun and get out there um if that plan you know if that's that's your first step out of the truck and that's not going well i'm not going to hesitate to relocate as as necessary but whereas if i arrived late in the day it would be more about just trying to find birds staying mobile trying to find birds hopefully put one to bed that night for the morning yeah i see that a lot in your videos too especially some of the ones that you guys are dropping out seems like a lot of those afternoon hunts, you're getting close and you're still hunting and you're getting close, but you're, you're putting them to bed and, and you're having success the next morning doing so. Yeah. Roosted bird can be a great thing, but I mean, I don't think either one of us would be shy about an afternoon opportunity. If it were to present itself, we're going to take it. Yeah. But it's got to be tough too, though, because you guys are running on the fly a lot. Um, I mean, you're jumping from state to state. Once you have success, you're a lot of times you're just packing up and, you know, you're, you hit North Dakota. We're going to head to South Dakota. We're going to go to Nebraska. You know, I guess, and we probably covered this before, but, you know, for someone that wants to do something like this, you, you kind of have to have like a plan A, B, and C, I would imagine, where, if you get lucky or, or, or you guys just not even thinking about success, you're just, I'm going here. I'm going to North Dakota. I have three days to hunt, and then we'll see what happens. What's the mindset? We both we both plan for A, B, C, D, E, F. Um, <laughs> later in the season, you can ask us just about any state as to when the opening and closing dates are. I generally don't pay attention to the closing dates until it gets to be about May. Then when I start having to worry about when states close, I'll try to keep that in my head. But you can ask us just about any point in that when states open. And even if it's a state we're not hunting, we're probably going to know the opening date just because it might be a state that we might hit. Even if it's a state that we're not planning to hit or it could be a repeat state, we probably know it just because you never know what's going to happen. And if we end up 
tagged out for all the states that we can hit and there's another state that's open, you might just jump over to that state. You never know. Yeah. That in itself has got to be tough too, though, because you, I mean, states aren't small. (laughs) States aren't small. You're breaking down a giant, giant state into a small area to be successful where turkeys are. I, I have to think that that falls back on a lot of research prior to the season on turkey populations using the biologists and whatnot to identify these areas. I mean, does that play a factor or are you more or less also mixing that with similar terrain to what you guys are comfortable with or where you think turkeys would roost and would be easier to kill? The data is definitely, I mean, we're definitely going to be looking for that kind of stuff. Some states are really good with giving detailed reports, um, you know, harvest numbers per county or per WMA, whichever the case may be. And you can kind of, kind of pick, all right, I know I have a decent population of birds here, but you know, just because it, that county kills the most birds, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what I want to target because that means it's got the most hunters as well. So I might, you know, look at the numbers, maybe not even pick the best one, but a decent looking one that has a decent bit of public opportunity. Um, you know, that's, that's all stuff that we're looking at ahead of time. If it's available, I mean, we'll, we'll use any, any tool that's there. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Enough tactical talk. I think with what we just covered, anybody should be able to go to all 49 states and kill a bird now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right. I think I'm comfortable with it. I think I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to get into your guys' season. I appreciate that tactical talk because I love that stuff. I nerd out in it, but we got to go. I mean, right off the bat, we were talking to you guys last year. Bonce is in his truck in Florida. I think he just literally killed a bird. I mean, you kicked off the season down in Florida and Osceola country, I believe as well. Uh, why don't you jump right into that, man? Start us off since you drew first blood. Um, that, I mean, do you want me to recap the whole season? The whole season? <laughs> I want like, you to kind of, here's what we're going to do. So I want you to kind of break it down because here's how I see it and how it kind of played out. It seemed like you got off to this hot start. You killed some birds. You were the first one to start killing bunch of turkeys but then Derek came in like a bat out of hell and just started dropping <laughs> birds like every freaking day he was just another one down another one down another one down so i want you to start off with maybe where your success first started and then when it got to the point where Derek just picked up momentum and took off i'd like him to kind of come in and and go from there if that's okay yeah so Perfect. yeah i started out in south florida in the Everglades, um, and I've hunted there. Derek and I both hunted there in 2019, and I did not have any luck, um, and it was absolutely brutal. I know everybody thinks that, oh, hey, South Florida opens early. Let me go down there and try it, and I want to tell everybody that's listening to this that it is a totally different world, and unless you're crazy, I honestly would not recommend going down there to start turkey hunt or to try to get an osseal. It is Probably I've hunted the North Zone too, and the North Zone's not easy, but it's easier than the South Zone. South Zone's a totally different animal, um, especially when you get on non quota public land. It's just it's brutal. But uh, I was very fortunate and was able to get a bird there. When I came back, um, I flew to Arizona and shot a turkey there, and then I flew back home jumped in my truck and literally drove the day that I 
flew back in. I drove right back to Texas. Um, drove to Texas, shot a turkey, then Louisiana. That Louisiana bird was just unbelievable. You talked about four leaf clovers and luck, and there was nothing else but luck in that one. That was just, I literally got into Louisiana in the dark, parked the truck, walked in, a bird gobbles close to me. I sit down, bird flies down in my lap. That <laughs> doesn't in the state of Louisiana. It just, it just doesn't. Um, and that's a good stopping point. Eric, go ahead. Well, I kicked off in Mississippi. Mississippi was a return state for me. I'd hunted it for seven days previous season. And I did that in, it was into April. Uh, I think it was two weeks into the season. And I had a little bit of action, but not a whole lot and didn't get anything out of it. So made sure to go back to that and started on the opener in Mississippi on the 15th, March 15th. And it absolutely kicked my butt. I ended up hunting 11 days and I heard gobbling on three of those 11 days. On the 10th day, I finally found a group of birds and on the 11th day, which would have been my last day before I had to get back home to go to work, I was able to finally, basically I had to still hunt, sit in one spot for a long time to be where those birds wanted to come out to because it was a rainy day. And that's what I needed to do and finally got my Mississippi bird. Um, so then I came back home and worked for a little bit. My next road trip started off in Iowa and that's where all that pent up frustration from Mississippi thinks just everything seemed to be going well and and I was rocking it. Um, went from Iowa, jumped up to Minnesota, jumped over to North Dakota. Same day that I killed in North Dakota, I jumped across the border, found birds on South Dakota and jumped down to uh, Nebraska. The cool thing about all these was I was like Minnesota. I had, I had a day ahead of time because I finished early in Iowa. So I had a day to scout before I got there, uh, which was great. And it ended up helping me kill that bird in Minnesota. Um, his season was in in North Dakota when I got there, but same thing. I was got to Nebraska a day early. So I was, I was way ahead of schedule, killed in Nebraska and then jumped over to Missouri, got the roost birds that first night before the opener and, Killed on the second day in Missouri. And then feeling it, that was, I think you'd asked about planning for your best case scenarios, your A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever. Yep. Missouri was getting down to the end of it for me. And I still had like six days left to hunt. So it's like I could have worked back east, like heading up Indiana, Kentucky ish. And I was like, I have the momentum. I'm going to burn it on Arkansas. So I jumped into Arkansas. I did not kill in Arkansas, but I learned a lot and looking forward to going back to Arkansas this year, believe it or not. But, and then Bond started hunting somewhere in there. So finish, go ahead, take that. I should have been thinking about where I'd hunted after, after swing. Um, North Carolina. Yeah. Well, on my way back from Louisiana, I hit North Carolina um, and kind of the same deal. I got in there a little bit early and had uh, a day of scouting and that helped me find some birds. Uh, from there, where was my next? I think North next Dakota. One, yeah, it was I followed you out to North Dakota because I was right behind you and Jacob was out there at the same time. So Derek, Jacob, and I were all in that Midwest section right around the same time. So I went to North Dakota a couple days after Derek, got a bird in North Dakota, jumped down to Nebraska, um, and had some good luck in Nebraska as well. 
I think that was it for that trip. No. Illinois. Illinois. Thank you. You are obviously have a, I'm surprised because you've been snowed something the last couple of days, but your memory is better than mine, Derek. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um i was able to find some birds there and then i followed you to arkansas that's what it was yep i was in arkansas before you or right after you i forget now exactly who was in arkansas first i went to arkansas you killed in illinois when i was driving i'd already left um so you had left arkansas i went down to arkansas and ended up finding some birds and made it happen that was a, a cool hunt because again I found I had some unbelievable luck last year and I found turkeys gobbling in states that turkeys aren't supposed to gobble in and that's that's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful thing when it happens because it doesn't always happen. So that little run with you guys there, I mean, you dropped a lot of birds. You know, from when Derek went to Iowa, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think you killed seven on that little spurt, if I got that correct. And then Bonce added to it with five of his own. So 12 birds and one swing through the Midwest is what I got on, on here. My brother missed a bird in Oklahoma. And oh, I forgot about him. I didn't even add his. Yeah, he was in Nebraska and killed, and then he went back to Oklahoma and was still in birds but just wasn't you know the situation just wasn't working for him so yeah so really you killed like 14 birds in that one little trip between <laughs> the three of you it's pretty awesome man we just we hit it right things were happening you know it's it just you hit that point where where the birds are responsive and things things were going well and when things are going well you just keep the ball rolling yeah that's all you yeah. can do Soak it in, enjoy it, because there's gonna it's gonna catch up with you. It's gonna stop eventually. So it's just a a matter of soaking it in when it's there. Yeah. Well, when you're on a roll like that too, you start to build confidence. You know, you uh-huh. start to make moves that people that are struggling make the wrong move, but people that are on it, they're on the ball, they're on a roll, and they make the right choices in those situations that could go either way. You know, you guys had some fifty fifty chances there that you made the right choice and you end up killing. So it's it's not yeah. like it just it came to you super easy. You guys earned those birds 100%. But, man, when you got that confidence and you're killing turkeys, it, there's just something weird in the air. I, I, first off, you jumped all those states in like five days pretty much, it seems like. How would you find that many four-leaf clovers that quick? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Up in the uh, – I don't – I know I found them in – Iowa. I don't think I did in Minnesota, even though I looked pretty hard for them. Um, North Dakota and South Dakota, Nebraska, I don't think there wasn't anything green, so there weren't any clovers up yet. So that wasn't happening. But I, mean, I did get them in, North, or in Missouri and Arkansas, though. There you go. Yeah. I think what we're going to do is, Austin, we need to make them a map of the United States with like a glass cover over it so he can put his four leaf clovers on each state he finds them in. That would be sweet. And press them with the glass and then you can preserve them. I think that'd be really cool. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see I'll see what we can do. <laughs> but I I think that would be really cool to just to follow along like you said, keep track of what states, but um yeah, boys. So I I want you to pick a story though out of that little trip that you know from the start of the season to when you guys basically wrapped up that Midwest trip. I want each of you to kind of pick a story 
of one of those kills and get into more detail on it. It's it's bad when you have to think about which one you want to pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> How long a story do you want? <laughs> Listen, we're here. We're here all night. We got we to gotta fill a podcast time slot. So, <laughs> dude, right. uh, for real, honestly, give us all the details. I love it. Well, I'll pick North Dakota because North Dakota was an interesting one. Um, North Dakota, I used one of my absolute favorite tactics. Um, I've roosted the birds. They were uh, basically I'd seen a flock of turkeys from the road and I saw which direction they went. I actually stayed in my truck. I didn't go after them, even though I did have a little bit of light. Um, I could have chased, but I probably just would have pushed because there was no cover. Um, so the the gamble there wasn't worth it. And it was so close to fly up time. So it's like just kind of hang back. You know, you got a flock there. I had hunted North Dakota a few days previous season and I did, did not kill. So I was familiar with this creek. And I remember marking a big roost, like a very heavily used roost. So I had an idea where they were going to end up. And I just watched that flock go off. I wasn't sure if there was a long beard in it or not. And luckily, they gobbled right before dark. So I'm like, all right, I got somebody I can chase in the morning. So I knew where I was going to head. Got a little dusting of snow that morning and just kind of slipped in. And it's easy walking on the ground. It, you know, it wasn't the leaves weren't aren't crunchy or anything. So it was nice, nice, quiet walking. And everything was just kind of the sky, nice cloud cover. And it just kind of lit up real well. And I actually saw the turkeys in the trees. So it's like, as I was slipping in, I like picked them out. And then it's like, oh, they were, they were actually right where I wanted to sit. Um, they were a little closer towards the truck than I thought they were, were going to be. So I backed up a little bit and got set up right to where, all right, in my head, I kind of painted the picture of where I thought birds were going to pitch to. And I just backed up off that just a little bit. But I wasn't 25 yards from those birds in the trees. And luckily I had a little bit of cover just the way the tree that I sat behind because I actually used it and like I was sitting on a, a steep little hill and basically sat, like put my feet up against a tree. So it was like kind of in front of me, um, giving me a little bit of cover between me and the birds. And it was a big, had a bunch of branches and stuff. So um, I felt somewhat safe there, but I was still watching them strut and, do everything up on the limb. And there were so many turkeys in that flock. Uh, it was a lot of eyes up there, but just kind of stayed still and got to listen to the greatest show in the world when they start waking up and you get that little tree yelp, you know, tree talking going. And it wasn't a good gobbling day. So I only think they gobbled like maybe four times on the limb, but uh, two long beards pitched out first and they pitched out about 30 yards away from me. And, I had not made a peep the entire time, just kind of enjoyed the show. And once the two long beards hit the ground, it was, I mean, I wasn't going to wait for more turkeys to pitch down to them because that was just going to make a lot more heads and a lot harder to get a clear shot because there were enough birds to make that a, an issue. So I shot one and, and the second bird just kind of runs up and stops and I chucked my gun and if you've followed me enough, you'd known that 835, I've had a few issues with the click. And I clicked on the second bird. And I do think if I hadn't clicked, that would have been a dead turkey. But rushed the, the third shot and he got away from me. But 
I do believe Bonce may have been in the same area and he shot a long beard with a missing tail feather. <laughs> so it might have been a good thing I said I missed that turkey because help Bonce out in the long run. There you go. Give him the assist. Yeah. One of the things we didn't mention about that particular swing for both Derek, Jacob, and myself was that because we were piggybacking off of each other, we were also you asked about tactics. One of the tactics that we used that particular run especially was and giving each other information because we were all, I think in Nebraska, we were all within Nebraska within like three days of each other, but we did not see each other, but we had Intel. So we were giving Intel to each other and communicating constantly about what was going on, where birds were. And in Derek's case, um, I'm not, North Dakota is not my story, but I'll real quickly touch on it. I'd gone back to where I'd seen birds in 2020, Found some turkeys there, ended up trying to just one evening go to roost, my first evening go to roost a turkey. Um, and I went to where Derek had shot his and found turkey. I was standing up beside a tree and this whole flock of turkeys after shooting light, after legal shooting light comes walking into me. And I had, I think 30 some turkeys fly up within 30 to 40 yards of myself, including the long beard that I ended up shooting. Um, he flew up into a tree that was inside of 20. So when he went to sleep that night, when it got dark, he was inside of 20. And I am literally just standing there beside a tree. Um, freaking awesome. So, and then the next morning, my hunt mirrored Derek. So that's why I'm not going to go in and describe that. If you guys ever get the chance to do that, to get underneath a flock, do it. Do it. Because it's. Do it. Um, <laughs> just like, oh, I'm just going to sleep here tonight. That's where I belong. <laughs> I should have because I probably would have slept better. Maybe I don't know. It was still cold then, but um, mine is probably going to be Illinois because it was not easy. I was on birds, but it was just one of those hunts where, yeah, you know, from social media, it probably looked like things were going great. But in my mind, at that time period, things weren't going right. Just those little situations that you talked about just weren't necessarily falling towards me. Um, I went into Illinois and. I'd heard that there were some birds in this area. You know, I'd done some research, talked to some people, and they said, yeah, I should be finding some birds. And so I went in there, found some birds. Just they weren't cooperating. Things just weren't working out my way. Um, one morning while working a flock of birds, I had a coyote flush the turkeys into a tree. Um, and then the coyote came running right in front of me before I could get a little bit smelled and took off running. Um, and it just took a lot of perseverance. And then... I ended up roosting the turkey I ended up shooting the night before. I was sitting there on this hillside overlooking this little valley, and I knew that there was was basically two valleys in there. And from where I was sitting, I should be able to I should be able to hear everything in the valley that was right below me and everything on the opposing hillside. And I should be able to hear decently onto the next valley on the back side of that. And so I was just sitting there listening and I kept hearing this ch 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 ch. And I was talking to Derek and I said, I think there's a squirrel coming to me or something. You know, I was texting him and um, I'm sitting there and it's getting dark out and I had my phone in front of me and I'm probably texting Derek or something at that point. And I hear, and I look over and there's a freaking long beard right there and he takes off running. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. I just screwed this. You know, like this turkey was right here. All I had to do was just sit still. I was sitting in a briar patch. Basically, there's no way he could have seen me except for the lighted cell phone, which is stupid on my part. Uh, turkey takes off. He doesn't 
fly up, but I had, or I didn't hear him fly up, but I had a pretty good idea of where he was going to go because it was so dark at night. Couldn't have gone too terribly far. So the next morning I go in there. Sure enough, he's there. He's got some hens and some chicks with him. And um, I'm working up towards him all morning. They'd already flown down. They were just over this little rise and they were on a little bench. And then right below them, it was really, really steep. Where I was at was pretty steep as well. And I remember sitting there and I could hear when he would gobble, he's only 40 yards from me, but I couldn't see him and I could hear a bunch of hens and stuff down below him. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to come up to me unless I can get the hens to come up to me. And I've been trying to get the hens to come up to me and they just weren't playing nice. They weren't coming up. I couldn't get them aggravated enough to get up and over that hill. So I was like, I have to go do something to change my luck here. So with turkeys 40 yards away from me, I stand up and start creeping up to the next closest tree that I can get up to that tree. And um, that gives me enough of an advantage point over that little hill that the next time he gobbles, he's 20 yards from me at that point. And I was able to make that shot. <laughs> Is that the one where but, you're walking up on the bird and there's birds flying out of the tree? There's hens and stuff coming out of the tree. Was that that hunt? No, that was North Dakota. That was North Dakota. Okay. Okay. I knew it was similar to what you were kind of explaining, but okay. Yeah. You, you guys kill so many birds. It's hard to keep track. Um, <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. Illinois got to be a tough one though. I mean, they're logistically meaning, uh, they have like weird seasons, correct? They, you have to get like a certain, you have to apply for a certain time of the year, like certain season. So more or less, you were kind of forced, you know, not forced, but you were kind of stuck in a time frame that you had to be in Illinois. It's not like some of these other states where they open up and they're open for a month that that had to make your trip a little bit difficult to probably like added pressure to, like you're saying, these little things that aren't going right. It has to add a little pressure knowing that you pretty much have this little time frame to get it done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't remember the exact day right now. I have all this stuff kept on sheets so that way I don't have to remember it. But um, I was getting down to the wire. I was either the second to last day or last day of my tag there in Illinois. Um, so it was, I was definitely feeling the pressure and like I needed to make something happen, which is why I decided to stand up and start walking at a turkey that was only 40 yards away from me. I don't know what I was thinking, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough decision to make, man. Like, I can think of so many times that I've heard birds and couldn't see them, and I, I most of the time I messed up. But I never would have thought to just like go after them. I, I, I their eyesight and everything's so good; it just it freaks me out, and probably to, to my detriment sometimes. I'm not aggressive enough, but yeah, that that's a tough decision to make. But with the time crunch and everything, I get it. It was a trick my dad taught me a long time ago. You know, just to to be aggressive, be aggressive like that. And he he is. Um, a very accomplished turkey killer and understands turkeys and turkey behavior and he knows when he can move and so I learned it from him. That's awesome, man. That's a good trick to have up your sleeve for sure. That's a good teacher. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, there there is that point where sometimes you catch them off guard and they give you that little what the heck was that and then you pop them more or less, but obviously you couldn't see those birds when you started walking at them, right? I mean, you said there was a little play in the hill, so you couldn't actually see, mm -hmm. you couldn't tell if they were fanned out or if they were just standing there periscoping for you at all. No, I could hear hens that were scratching in the leaves, and so I knew that they were feeding. I could hear them doing the little trills and burrs and whistles and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So I knew that hens were feeding. 
every once in a while I could hear, I was definitely hearing drumming. Um, and I'd heard one for sure long beard that, where he at least sounded like a long beard that was goblin. And then I could tell that there was Jake's that were doing Jake yelps and, you know, Jake gobbles that were a little bit shorter. So I knew it was a whole flock of turkeys, which I thought would help me and hurt me because I thought it would help me because there would be a lot of other movement and sound. So they wouldn't necessarily pick up on my sound alone because there was a bunch of other noises going on. Um, but it also meant more eyes to possibly pick me out. So I was on a constant edge where if I, you know, and as soon, pretty much as soon as I did see him, I raised up and shot. I mean, it was like, okay, that's a long beard. We're not taking chances. I got a clear <laughs> shot right now. And that's, and that's it. So that was going to be my next question when you're doing that. Is that something you're just staying super low? You're getting to that point where you can just almost see them and then you're popping up. So you have good full vantage. They're in view. I mean, they're in range at that point. You're just popping up, finding them and making a good shot. Um, I'm not so good at that. <laughs> I, like to, <laughs> I like to more, you know, try to be aware of what's going on and seeing, seeing what I'm walking into and just being slow and just being constantly, constantly aware of what is going on around me. I'm just keeping my head up actually, as opposed to getting you know, really super low and trying to get in on them. Just, I kind of prefer to stay up a little bit higher and be super ready. I mean, like gun ready gun. A lot of times if I'm doing that kind of stuff, my gun is already to my shoulder and I'm ready to shoot. My finger is on the safety, ready to rock and roll. And as soon as I see something, I'm, I'm pretty much all I got to do is just that. So okay. like you said, the times they'll periscope and they'll look up if they see that movement. All I've got to do is move two to three inches up. And I'm ready to rock. Yeah. <laughs> I have like this thought in my head, like when you were telling that story and you said you were on your phone and then you just kind of heard that bird and he took off running. I just like pictured in my mind, like that Danny DeVito meme where he's got this two pistol. He's like, so anyway, I just started blasting. <laughs> like <laughs> That's all I can think about. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> blasting and shooting myself because i was so mad that i had screwed that up i mean i've been there for you know a couple of days and it was like you've got to be kidding me i just i was in the right spot and had i not been stupid and playing around on my stupid cell phone you know it would have it would have been totally different i could have been just sitting there in the dark and he probably would have flown up right right on top of me and i would have known the exact limb he was in. it's still it's still yeah, out. It. just a little bit more effort well i mean that was the tail end though of a pretty decently long trip out west i'm sure there was some fatigue playing on that um maybe a little bit of frustration and whatnot because i know it, it can go either two ways usually when i'm playing on my phone it's because i'm bored or tired which typically bored doesn't happen when you're turkey hunting so usually it's like you're exhausted um or you've had a lot of success and you're just Hey, I'm on cloud nine. Now, in your situation, it seems like you were just worn out. I mean, you make those little mistakes whenever you're just worn out. You're, you've had a, a long trip out west. I'm sure you're not sleeping great, uh, you know. But, I mean, did that play a factor, you think? I don't think I was. I mean, I was a little bit worn out, but not like, I mean, I was turkeying. So, yeah. I don't know. There's a, diff there's a different adrenaline there that can just sustain me. At least for the three months, I would love to figure out if I could contain it for all year, but <laughs> I know where yeah, to do that. But it, it was probably just me being stupid and playing around. I was either talk, I was either texting Derek 
because that happens a lot during the spring season. We talk all the time. Or it was, I was looking at Onyx Maps, something along those lines. But, you know, doing something I probably shouldn't have been doing with it being as dark as it was. And it almost cost me something. Yeah. I mean, afternoon hunts. It's a map thing, too. Yeah. It's, it cuts off at 12 or 1 o'clock or something. So he's, he, he was getting his naps. He shouldn't have been too tired. <laughs> I wasn't too tired, but I was, you know, probably just sitting there and who knows? I don't remember exactly what I was doing at that point. I do distinctly remember the sound of that putt. And from the first putt, I knew that it was a gobbler before I even turned my head and the, the heart just dropping and going. Yeah. We don't, we're not totally used to that usually around here. I mean, afternoon hunts, our first two weeks, we can only hunt till noon and then, then they open up for the full season. But you get those afternoon hunts and you're sitting around and like you guys, I mean, you're, you're jumping state to state. If you're not in the action at that point in time, I can see how it'd be easy to just get on your phone, look at maps. You know, it's getting, it's breaking daylight or it's breaking dusk, I should say. And, you're just waiting for the sun to go down and you're just kind of looking for the next day preparing. I can see how that can happen pretty easily. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to give you some outs here, man, for sure. But, <laughs> and if I'm putting myself in your shoes, that's where my mindset is. It, it's a distinct possibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, New Austin. York because I didn't um, have a whole lot of luck in New York and I bounced around a lot. I think I covered most of the state of New York in the six days that I ended up hunting. I mean, and I was just constantly, like we were talking about earlier, just trying to find turkeys and move and move. And so, yeah, always staying mobile. And yeah. So you guys had a, you still had a really successful trip out to the Midwest and then you headed back home. Did you take a little bit of time off? Was there work in between or did you just get right back into hunting? Yeah, I came came home. I, I had a, a few days to hunt at home because my schedule gives me a few days off when I'm actually working. Um, so I had I think I killed one bird back home, and my next leg was the Pacific Northwest, and flew out to Washington and hunted Washington, Idaho, Oregon, and Utah in that swing. I liked it out there a lot. Yeah, it's a little different, <laughs> I'd imagine. It's very different. It's steep, man. You don't, you, you try to prepare yourself for it, but you're not prepared for how steep it is. It is crazy steep. Um, there are turkeys and it's funny because my, my patience, you've watched videos, you know, I don't have much patience. And I was, I was just like, there were turkeys around and I had it in my head. I needed a turkey that was ready to go. So like the first morning or the night before I'd roosted, I don't know, six different birds that were on public land on a small track within an hour of shooting light the, the next morning, all those birds were off public. They were all on private at that point. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to leave these, go find another one. And I just kept that attitude the entire time. And it took me way longer in Washington than it should have. I think it took like three and a half days. Um, Idaho was fun. Oregon was fun. It's just cool out there to see, all the, the, you know, I had a moose at like 10 yards. Um, I got so close to some elk, you know, see different birds that you're not used to seeing. It's, it's just beautiful. Uh, 
I did not kill in Utah, but that was some of the most beautiful scenery that, uh, it's just, I love this stuff. And, and just that, that aspect of it, the turkeys are great, but it's just so cool out there. I was just in heaven. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so much different than out here, man. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to Washington. I didn't spend a whole lot of time out there, but it, that was a, that was a pretty cool state to be into. I, I, I know the feeling. So when you're out there, I mean this, sorry, Bonds, go ahead. I was going to say, while Derek was out west having fun, I was back east also on a swing, hating life. So we were. <laughs> you didn't Derek talk to me much then. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you made him miss that miss out on that turkey in Illinois for the afternoon, so he couldn't text you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Northeast, I've, there's two states I'm not a fan of, and I've mentioned it before, and I mentioned it on these videos that we're going to drop it um, later this season. But Connecticut and Rhode Island, I'm not a fan of. I'm sorry to anybody that might be watching from those states, but I am not a fan of those two states. Um, they're just, they're not the way that I enjoy hunting. Too crowded. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That is like polar opposites probably from what Derek was experiencing <laughs> and what you were experiencing. You talk about scenic, beautiful unbelievable landscape and then you talk about rhode island rhode island <laughs> and bird feeder turkeys that are in backyards and that kind of thing yeah yeah those are, that's you know with this whole united states super slam and the experience that comes with it there's got to be something said for where turkey hunting takes you where this journey has taken you and some of the things that you've gotten to enjoy along the way it's got to be a beautiful thing it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like so we're, we're still putting the pieces together, but I know from what I've experienced up to this point, it's just, I, I'm so glad that I, I started this cause it's, it's been pretty cool. It's been an adventure, like following along, like watching you guys. Like, that's why, like, I was so excited to get you guys on again, just to like, see how like your season's going to go this year. And like, that's, that's something I'm kind of like rolling into. I want to know where you guys are going, what the plans are. Like what's the most anticipated hunt this year? You know, I'm I'm so excited just to hear where where you guys are going and what you think you're gonna, you know, accomplish this season. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things that got me into it. Um, like I, I remember following uh, Dave Owens actually when when he was working towards his slam, which this goes back a few years now. He's had his for a while, but um, like I was so I got so invested on following his state to state posting and and just seeing where he was. It was so cool. And there's a couple other guys like Travis Thompson. He was a good one for for posting up on social, like where he was. And I I always enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, it's yeah, I'm I'm glad to be able to provide that for others if that's what they if they enjoy following along. That's that's freaking cool. I like it. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. I, I like your posts where you guys are kind of counting off the states yeah. as you kill, you know, number 29, number 30. You know, that part to me is something I look forward to in your posts when I'm following along because it's like, yes, they did it again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, they got another state. Let's go, boys. You know, when you get fired up, like everyone and we're rooting for you guys, you know, like we want you guys to succeed in every state and it's. You're you're putting in all the work and the the blood, sweat, and tears, and you know we're sitting 
back sometimes waiting for our season to even start yeah <laughs> you guys are dropping birds so it's cool man it's a cool perspective but bonds where so what's on your radar man as austin said what's the anticipated hunt of the season um it's the anticipated season to be honest it's not necessarily one particular state i like that if i had to i would say it's maybe nevada just because that one honestly worries me the most because of the same reasons why I didn't enjoy hunting Rhode Island. I'm a little bit worried about the thought because I prefer big chunks, public land, just turn me loose and let me go. And I, that's, that's my style of hunting. Nevada, um, you can either draw for public land, but I think they give out four or five non-resident permits a year, which is crazy. Wow. Um, to hunt them. Or you can get a landowner permit. And so Derek and I, my brother and my father all have permits to hunt on the property for this coming spring season, but it's still worries me because while it's a decent chunk of property that he's got if the birds aren't there it's, it's nevada there's a it's a desert yeah. there's only so many and if they're not on his particular property and while he has most of the trees that are in that particular section they're not there they're not there and like i don't know what i'm gonna do like <laughs> i have no idea how that whole thing is gonna turn out the way that i see this going like almost Best case scenario, the four of us are sitting around the tree, like north, south, east, and west, and that we hope that the turkeys come in, and we can hope we can do a one, two, bang, and and I that's the best I can come up with. Like I have no idea how this is going to go, and Jeez. that worries me a lot. Um, so Nevada, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Kentucky, Indiana, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Connecticut, and those wow. are the focus states plus. You know, Maryland, Delaware, and wherever else Buffalo decided to go, maybe Virginia, maybe New Jersey. I was thinking today at some point, I was like, well, I might be able to squeeze in, a, you know, a three day trip to South Florida. I don't know how I'm going to squeeze it in, but I was thinking maybe. <laughs> I can say that I'm not going to Florida this year, but then I was just sitting here looking at a calendar like, maybe I could. I don't know how I'm going to afford it, but maybe, you know, so who knows? We should, uh, we should start him a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> Send Bonds to Florida. Send Bonds to Florida. The poor guy just wants the turkey hunt. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. You must love the punishment, dude. To start off, you guys start your years off in some pretty tough states. And I understand that's because they open a lot earlier. But, man, to start your season off in Florida and then even Mississippi, Derek, like, you guys are nuts, man. That Those are two really, really tough states to kill birds in. So to start last year off in those two states, it's not really a wonder when you kill in those two states how you did what you did the rest of the season, yeah. how successful you guys were, because that's that's definitely a tough, <laughs> a tough start for sure. It keeps that humility where it should be, I think. <laughs> keeps you humbled. It's necessary to get that dash sometimes, especially after, you know, you have a good a good stretch. Then you got to you got to get knocked down a little bit. It's all right. Yeah. It's all part of it. That's what turkey hunting's all about. So, yep. man, I don't even want to talk about it, Bonds, but, and we're not, because you're in striking distance, man. We're going to wish you the best of luck, but we're not going to go any farther than that because yep. I believe in not cursing the TGs. <laughs> the and, TGs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Derek, what's on your list, man? What are, what are some of the big states this year for you? I'll have three swings planned. Um, the first one, I'm going to be starting off in South Carolina, spending 
literally two days there before going out to meet Bonson, in Nevada. Um, my second swing will be probably Illinois, Arkansas. We'll see what else happens there. And then my final swing will be up through the Northeast to pick off what's left in that direction. So sweet. Got three opportunities and either way, I'm going to spend every day I can in the spring woods and it'll be a good one. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to backpedal here, but just thinking about the Nevada trip. So like you guys have that one property. If, if the birds aren't there, is it an option to go knock on doors and try and find some other properties? Or is that just kind of out of the picture? I don't think so because of the way that the permit. Okay. Uh, permit works. Yeah. That, that, to... that landowner has issued X amount of tags that okay. he can give out. Interesting. So I don't think that's an option. Man, that's really tough. We got to find some friends in Nevada that have land for these boys. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start going through the arch. I might, I might find me like an old lost uncle or something for you boys. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> Try to get you a couple turkey tags, you know, on like quarter acre or something. I know that's what you guys like. Quarter acre. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like two trees on it and a playground. <laughs> it's gotta um, have a tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two. You know, two, two trees are pretty good. That's better than one. Uh, man, that's that's got to be tough, dude. States like that make this whole super slam feel impossible. You know, it's got to be deflating when you're, when you're sitting at eight States left, like you are bonds. I mean, and even Derek, you're 17, man. Close dude. You boys are right there. You're right there. It's like a state like Nevada could be the one that holds you up for two or three years. So I've been changed by this slam. Um, and one of the places where areas that I've been, changed is it's not about the slam to me anymore it was when i started now it's it's not it's just about being able to travel and see the places that these turkeys live in and honestly it would be absolutely great i'm not saying i'm not going to give it 110 because believe me i'm going to but if it doesn't happen i'll probably be bummed but that's it i mean i'm just gonna i'm gonna go continue to do it next year and the year after that and even when i complete the slam it's not gonna i'm not gonna stop traveling i'm not going to stop turkey hunting so it's it really is no different so if i that's why i don't mind i, I made this decision when it was coming up about whether i was going to announce how many states i had left and what states i had left and then it, it just kind of clicked as like if it happens great awesome if it doesn't happen great awesome i'm still going to be out there I'm still going to have a good time that's it i like that perspective you, you're more in it for the experience than just like stacking the numbers and yeah that's what it's about man that is what it's about I'm that, rooting for both that, of you guys. Yeah, that kind of made like my next follow-up question. It kind of answered it because I was going to ask you boys, you know, once this thing's over, you get to slam, you know, what's what's next? Because not saying you're obviously ever going to stop turkey hunting or traveling, but how are you going to differentiate your plans once the slam's over when you're traveling? I mean, you, have you guys ever thought about that? You know, how you're going to change it up or if you're going to, do like specific swings to specific areas and just give yourselves more time. And I mean, what that's, what's that going to look like? So it's pretty easy because as we've been doing the slam, we, we both mentally write our own list of states that we absolutely must repeat. Like, and I think it's, I've been to 32 states now. I think it's about 32 states long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, my plan is just at that point, 
it would definitely take the pressure off of it and to do the one and done and hop in the truck and get to the next state like that pressure being relieved will be incredible to actually be able to just kind of chill out and relax a little bit um I know that's one piece of advice that every person that I've talked to that has completed the slam has, or been close to the slam has said is slow down, slow down, slow down. And one thing that I don't think anybody really does is slow down, but it will be nice to relax on the pressure aspect of it and just be able to enjoy it a little more. Not that we're not enjoying it now because we totally are. I mean, we absolutely are. We, yeah, sure. we love every aspect of this, but um, there will be, a little relief after that, but yeah. Yeah. Turkey County is not really the slow down game, especially when you guys are being as aggressive as you are. So that's kind of, I get it though. I get it. Try and live in the moment and really take it in. But yeah, you you guys are so close. It's hard not to want to just kind of go after it. Yeah. What about you, Bonds? Have you thought about it, man? Yeah, I have plans. Um, I have big plans that I'm going to keep under wraps for the moment. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna give up turkey hunting and you're gonna be um, an alligator guide for the no. rest of your life. No, okay. Involve turkeys. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> um, been doing a lot of research. So. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Um, I have. Well, I can go ahead and say this part of it, but you know how I mentioned earlier that my wife and I were trying to have a kid. We are going to have a kid. Yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Um, I can't announce what the sex of the baby is yet, but um, that's coming here real soon. But so that's going to change things. And I don't know. I have no idea how that's going to how it's going to change things. But it, I'm sure it's going to. But I'm still going to travel. Still going to hunt. Yeah. Just one day at a time. That's awesome, man. So you're going to need somebody from Pennsylvania to roost a bird for you one night, right? That's what I'm hearing, I think. Sure, I'm not going to turn it down. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I know a guy. <laughs> Bird for me, I'll be up. <laughs> you got it, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you, and then we'll go 45 minutes down to West Virginia and go hunt there. So, but yeah, man, that's that's really cool. And you, you kind of mentioned about slowing it down, Derek. And I think it was the video tonight I was watching. Um, I think it was the one tonight, but I was watching Jacob kill bird. And, you know, he mentioned in that video where, oh, I could hit this state or be here in a couple hours, but I think I'm going to just sit back, relax and enjoy the moment. And I, that really resonated with me. I think I thought that was pretty cool, you know, to kind of take that moment, probably about mid season, I'm sure he was, to just kind of <laughs> reflect on a, on a really hard season to get it done and then just kind of slow down and and, and bring it all in. I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I appreciate like the aspect the the three of you bring, you know, each one of you has a little different personality and brings a little different aspect to the table. Yeah. It's, I can say that that's something that has, has hit me a lot harder. And while it might look like on social media, I'm just burning through the States. I guarantee you after I shoot a Turkey, there is at least two to three, three hours or more that I'm sitting there with that is not on footage, that's not filmed, that's me either just just sitting sometimes in the woods with a turkey, nothing else going on, or I might be trying to take pictures or whatever, but I'm just spending that time in the moment. And nobody wants to watch that on a YouTube video, so let's watch it. So it doesn't ever make it into any of our videos. Um, New York, 
I will say you get to see a little bit of that when I first come back with that bird. There are some there are some motions that are that are rolling, but yeah, it's it's definitely hit me harder the more that I have traveled in the order that I've got. Yeah, is to just to take the time and really try to soak it in because it doesn't doesn't happen often. I mean, Derek and I have done pretty well um, as far as numbers of turkeys go, but still, most of our days are not shooting turkeys so it's a rare thing that we get to shoot a turkey so we really try to soak it yeah heck yeah man and derek you mentioned you know like dave owens that you followed him and watched him with his slam and i think his videos kind of do a good job of that too portraying how he sits down and you know after every kill really reflects on the moment and spends a good amount of time you know but like you said he, he's got his own niche with the smoking a cigar and and whatnot we can't do that <laughs> yeah yeah he, he kind of took that from you guys you know <laughs> but it's it's definitely a beautiful thing that you get caught up in the moment when even when success is coming more frequently you get caught up in the moment and you forget to kind of take that step back and really enjoy it and live in that moment and i know last year some of the birds we got we're like that. And other ones was like, okay, let's jump in the truck and try to get the next guy bird. You know, sometimes when you buddy hunt, it seems you rush it more because you kill. Well, now your buddy's got a tag in his pocket. All right, let's go get you one. And you don't get to enjoy that time. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's one of the things we, I mean, obviously you've seen, we hunt solo and that's, that's our thing. I think, I think we enjoy being able to have that, it's, it's a personal time when that happens. I mean, you know, everybody reacts a little bit different. They handle it a little bit different. And it's nice just to be able to, I mean, even when like North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, when all that was going on, you still got time to sit next to a bird. And like you said, Dave, Dave really pushes that hard and, and I love it. Um, you know, he's encouraged me to slow down a little bit with it, but that is, that's a special moment and needs to be, Sure, he gave everything he's got to you, so. That's right. That's right. That's true. So you mentioned hunting solo, and I promised we would touch on this. Let's get into it, man. Solo hunting turkey and filming, self-filming turkey hunts. It is not an easy thing to do, I think you guys can confirm. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty tough thing to do is get turkey kills on film. I want you boys to get into it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I want you to make it as hilarious as possible, but also, you know, break down the struggles of self-filming turkey hunting. Well, um, I'm not going to say that there's, it's actually pretty simple. We put <laughs> shooting the turkey first above the film. Um, and if you watch our, our videos, you can see that that is absolutely the case. Um, we, we're there to turkey hunt. We're there to kill a turkey. And if we get it on footage, great. If we don't, well, we tried. Um, and that's just kind of the way that things roll. I mean, we're not going to not shoot a turkey because it's not on film. There are those guys that are out there and my hat's off to you for doing that because I can't. <laughs> I just, I just can't <laughs> do that. I know Derek and Jacob are the same way. Um, so I don't know that it's that hilarious because I mean, I'm sure it looks hilarious. Like when Jacob goes, well, guys, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I shouldn't be here in Kansas. And then, I edit Jacob's videos and literally the next time that he turned on a camera, he was standing over a turkey in Nebraska. And he's like, well, 
I really hate to do it to you this time, but I also got one. I mean, like, you know, sometimes things, things just happen and we're, you know, we're out there to hunt and enjoy that yeah. moment and try to bring the camera along and hopefully it turns on. Hopefully we have a battery rolling or the camera pointed in the right direction, but it is, it is what it is. We yeah. just follow us the way that we do it. You know what I appreciate though, is that you guys still put the film together and you still post a video whether it's kill on it or not like perfect example with jacob boy you guys are really gonna hate me now and he pans back and there's a second turkey sitting behind him but that's real man that is real you know i i laugh and i think it's hilarious because i've tried to do it myself and it's not easy to to do you know we went two years trying to self even filming for another person it's amazing with two people how hard it is sometimes to get that kill on film and it's it's very impressive, and I applaud you guys for for posting the videos, being as real as possible, and like you said, it, it's about killing the turkey first and filming second. You're still putting the storyline together. You're still reliving that moment. Years down the road, you'll relive this moment as a full turkey slam. And I, I said it on the last episode. I hope you guys write a book, put a movie, something. You know, <laughs> when this is all said and done. Just to recap, because there you said it, there are so many more struggles that happen behind the lens than what we get to see as consumers. And that's the part that real turkey hunters, guys that have done it, can appreciate. So I, I think it's it's awesome. I appreciate it. Whether you guys get flack or not, I don't know. But it, it's good. I'm glad you guys can sit here, kind of laugh about it, and you know, continue to have a, a good time doing this. You know, surprisingly, we've we've gotten a little flack for it, but not too bad. I think I think most of the people that watch us to watch us and actually follow along, they they get it, they understand. So, and that that's all we've been like that since day one. It's it's been about we're we're here to kill a turkey, and it's always going to be like that. Film comes second. Thankfully, they have gun cameras, and we <laughs> can kind of recover some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Because if it came straight off of the tripod, we'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tacticam owes you guys some money somewhere for uh, for advertising their product. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Well, we're getting to the end of the night. I know we wanted to talk Sika, but I don't know if we're going to have enough time for it. Well, we said last time, and we're going to just have to do it this time. We got to get them back on, talk about it, do a little bit of deer tactics, do some deer stories, stuff like that. Okay, we can do that. To give a teaser, Derek, you had one heck of a season, man. Once again, congratulations. You killed an awesome stag with your bow. You killed a hind, then you killed a freaking giant stag with the gun. It was a good one. No, it was, it was a damn good one. And I I don't know. Bonds, do you hunt Sika as well? Or is Derek just the yeah. Sika slayer? Now I hunted them um, extremely hard this past season. I think more than I did. Record yeah. of it, but I think I had close to thirty some sits. Wow, Not a trigger of any sort, whether that was on a bow, a gun, nothing. So I had a not such a good season. But <laughs> oh man, it's all, just, 
let's just talk about Derek and him shooting giant stickers. <laughs> I'm sorry we brought it up. Yeah, my bad. I'm really good at bringing up um, awkward moments like that. Salt bay. A little marsh salt. No big deal. <laughs> so oh, that's a teaser of what is to come. If you boys don't mind, uh, after turkey season, let's catch up again. And we'll we'll talk again if you don't mind. And I, I want to cover that that Sika those Sika hunts, I should say. But I also want to cover what's gonna happen this year. And I, I wish you guys the best of luck. Appreciate you turning me on to the Tenth Legion and Tom Kelly and everything Turkey Books. That's my new addiction right now. So I appreciate you boys. Are, are you on to the old pro turkey hunter yet? Not yet. I literally just got to Tenth Legion in yesterday and started reading it. And, um, I went down, I was down at the NWTF, uh, Saturday at the convention and I bought Hunter Farrier's book and, um, the, a ballad of a turkey hunter. Correct. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. yeah, I bought that book and then, um, I was hoping, but I heard that, you know, Tom Kelly wasn't going to be there. I was hoping he was going to be there selling books. I was going to buy the season, but that's the next purchase is the season. And then I, I've heard of that book as well. It was on the list. So that's a good one. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun to get back into reading and stuff again. And uh especially when you're reading about turkeys and, and things that you enjoy. Stuff you enjoy, yeah. Heck yeah, man. So when I get done with those, Austin, if you want them, you just let me know. You know I do. All right, brother. Guys, I really appreciate you coming on. I wish you guys the best of luck. Bonds, congratulations on having a baby, man. I'm very excited to see what you have. And we won't do any spoilers or anything like that, but before we let you guys go. Why don't you uh, shout out where people can find your videos, your social media, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can find us on YouTube slash the Bayside Legion. Uh, we got a website, thebaysidelegion.com. You can find us on Instagram at the Bayside Legion and Facebook. And we're still doing the TikTok thing, believe it or not. <laughs> us too. <laughs> a I'll, little bit. I'll find you on there for sure. <laughs> yeah, guys, check them out. I, I will vouch for the videos. Like I said, we've talked about it. These guys are awesome. Go check out their content. You won't be disappointed. You can also follow along with their journey on this United States Super Slam on their website. You guys do it really cool with the map where you color in each map that you've had success in. So if you guys are wondering what that map looks like, head over to their website. Give them a look. Yeah. We appreciate it, boys. Thank you. Appreciate you, fellas. Thanks for having us.